0: Hey, everyone, and welcome to Chef AJ Live. I'm your host, Chef AJ, and this is where I introduce you to amazing people like you who are doing great things in the world that I think you should know about. Well, today is the first Friday of the month, which means it's time for Plant Fueled with Dr. Nikki Davis, and she's here not only to answer your questions, but to make some easy oat muffins. Please welcome her to the show. Hi, Dr. Davis, and Happy New Year. Hey, Chef AJ. Happy New Year. What you've been up to? What'd you do for New Year's?
1: Uh, actually, we went to a really fun local event where we just kind of hung out. We did like an early, early Eve since, you know, I don't want to keep my son up too late at night, but uh, they did fireworks and uh, they had arcade games and all sorts of fun things for kids to do. So, yeah, we really enjoyed it. Music that, and day.
0: That is exciting. Speaking of your son, is he going on your retreat with you?
1: Nope, it's uh, it's just gonna be ladies.
0: Oh, be, oh, for the ladies. Too bad, cause he 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 likes to cook with you, doesn't he?
1: Yes, he does.
0: We should have him on the show sometime. Maybe maybe during that special week where you have something special to show. You yes, know what I mean?
1: we will be doing that.
0: That's, That's a good plan. One. Yeah, That's he
1: will be coming on in March. So the first man. first Friday of March, he will be on the show with me.
0: Oh, that's going to be great. I haven't seen him in a couple of years. He's probably all grown up.
1: I was going to say, yeah, he was on my show a couple of years ago, probably two and a half years ago. Uh, so yeah, he's he's bigger now.
0: <laughs> I remember. And that's the show that you told me about a spice that became one of my favorites called Sumac. I never had it before.
1: Yeah, I know. Isn't that great? Yeah, it's I good. love that stuff.
0: I love it. Uh, Nick at Local Spicery uses Sumac to make my favorite salt-free seasoning called Salacious. It's so good. I Can't believe I went my whole life without knowing about sumac.
1: Yeah, I know. It's kind of that tangy, lemony kind of flavor. It's really good.
0: It just wakes everything up.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Nice. So what are you going to make for us today?
1: So I'm going to be doing, so I said easy oat muffins, and I'm going to be making kind of two different variations of them, one with fresh apples and then one with fresh blueberries. Ooh. yeah. Oh my gosh. They are so good. They're so easy and they're so good. Um, and this is, this is a really good kind of fall winter recipe. Um, it's always nice to have, uh, you know, using apples, uh, in season. So I really like these for just something really easy to have in the morning, but they're also really good for just snacks. Uh, cause you can just grab one, uh, and they're just really delicious for that. Really good for kids. Um, this is actually a recipe that my sister told me about. Uh, so it's, it's not the same recipe, obviously. It's it's based on uh, another recipe that actually uses uh, eggs and brown sugar. But I've, I tried it uh, by using an egg replacer and date sugar, and they turned out fabulous. So I wanted to show these uh, today. And uh, yeah, they're just, they're so wonderful. So I think that everyone's going to really enjoy them.
0: Nice. I don't think you've mentioned a sister before. Where does she live and is she plant-based like you?
1: So she lives in Salt Lake City as well. And, um, she is not plant-based, but she's vegetarian. Well, that's getting there. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, she, and she, I mean, I've been vegan for so long. She, she knows about all the swaps and everything like that. So we, we often eat uh, a lot of vegan food together because it's not that big of a jump from vegetarian to vegan.
0: Nice. What's her holdout? Cheese like everybody else? Yeah,
1: dairy, eggs.
0: Has she had Miyoko's cheese yet? That stuff's good. What's that? Miyoko's cheese, you know, Miyoko creamery.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, Um, that convinces a lot of people that you can have cheese. You can have your cheese.
1: I know. Well, you know, when I first went vegan a couple of decades ago, You know, I think there was one vegan cheese out there and I want to say maybe it was like follow your heart, um, but it wasn't very good. And it definitely did not make people want to go vegan and think that it was possible to go vegan and and have kind of some of those replacement options. And now, I mean, it's just amazing what is out there. I mean, not only just the plant based cheeses, but also, you know, cream cheeses and you can get anything you want and it doesn't it really doesn't taste that different so i think it's very possible for people to to eat vegan
0: easily Absolutely. they don't <laughs> have to give anything up
1: right so um uh, so this uh recipe the main part of it is oats so easy oat muffins um so i'm just going to start kind of putting stuff together i've already preheated my oven to 375 and then i'm going to be using this um silicone muffin tin uh these are fabulous they're great um You know, these could possibly stick, but in the silicone, they just don't. They come right out really easily. So you just push on the bottom and they just pop right out.
0: That's the exact one that I have. Oh, it is? Yep, I love that one.
1: Let's see, what is the brand? Trudeau?
0: Because it has the little sides that are firm. so It's not all wobbly.
1: Exactly, yep. So that's what I'm going to be using. Um, So I'm going to start out. um, The recipe is in the show notes. I'm going to start out with adding my oats, which is going to be three cups worth. So what did you do for New Year's?
0: Nothing. We Well, we, we not, I don't want to say nothing, meaning we didn't go out. We've never gone out New Year's. I do my vision boards every year on New Year's Eve, you know, where I cut out pictures from magazines and, you know, paste it to a board so I can look at it and just manifest my goals.
1: I love that. I need to start doing something
0: like that. It's fun and you can do it with your kid.
1: I know. I think that's, I think
0: it's a great idea. Yeah. It's the best time of year to do it. We don't want to be out driving when people are drinking. You already have magazines or do you go out
1: and buy magazines? You know, it's just
0: funny because I I've saved a lot of magazines over the years and I get a lot of the vegan magazines like health science magazine and veg news. And so I get, (laughs) those are the kind of pictures I like anyway. Also we have some sunset magazines and people magazines and, I'll be honest, like once in a while, when I'm in a doctor's office, I might tear a page out if I see it.
1: You see something that looks especially like it'll work well for your.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then, and then I keep a folder all year round of, of inspiring pictures and phrases. So it's not that hard on new year's Eve to actually do it. Oh, so, yeah.
1: That's hard to kind of prepare throughout the year. Well, so how many years have you been doing it?
0: Oh God. I mean, at least since I've been married to Charles. So almost 30, I just, I wow. don't ever remember not doing it, you know?
1: Yeah. That's great. Well, that sounds like a really fun tradition. I I would love to do something like that. Um, Okay, so I put in my three cups of oats and then I'm going to be adding one and a half cups of plant milk, uh, whatever you like. Uh, This one that I have is just a Trader Joe's oat beverage and it's just oats and water. So I really like that one. Uh, So we'll do one and a half cups. How did uh, Bailey do with all the fireworks?
0: Yeah, she doesn't like it. I don't. Does yeah. any dog like fireworks? No, it's
1: it. It's so sad. It, I mean, my new little dog, she just was terrified. So we were just holding on to her all night.
0: And and who, you know, when did I understand fireworks on the Fourth of July? But when did this start? New Year's Eve that we're doing fireworks. I know.
1: I know. Well, you know, now they've got this thing where they do these uh, drone light shows, which I think is probably a better option. Um, cause it's still something to, that you can use to celebrate, but you're not terrifying all the dogs. Um, this is, uh, just, so the next part of this is going to be two ripe bananas that have been mashed. And so I've just got my two bananas in here and I just have this. I don't have a masher, so I'm just using this. This actually works really well. Um, so you just want to mash those up really nicely. And then we'll add that into the bowl.
0: I would imagine these freeze really well.
1: They do. That's one of the things um, that's really nice about them is you can pre-make them. Um, so on the recipe, it says that you can keep them in the fridge if they're airtight uh, for a couple of days. Uh, but if you want to freeze them, you can freeze them for about 30 days. Um, so yeah, definitely something that you could make ahead and then just be able to pull out you know, whenever you want to bring them out.
0: I always wonder about like how long you you can freeze things because I actually just threw away today some celery I'd been freezing and it's been there 13 months and I figured that's probably too long, you know? Right.
1: I know. I don't know. I mean, I think sometimes I stuff freezes really well. And I mean, as long as it stays frozen, it shouldn't really go bad. Um, but I've noticed, you know, things just get that kind of freezer burn on them and eventually air makes its way in there. Trying to do this
0: without being
1: too loud. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, but you want to do is ripe, you know, pretty ripe bananas because it's going to make it a little bit sweeter and then also just be easier to mash. They're nice and soft.
0: No, I love that about bananas. But for eating them, I like them when they're not as sweet, you know?
1: Yeah, I'm the same. They, I don't want them to be too ripe. Once they start to get too brown, not as good
0: seems like bananas have a very narrow window of when I like to eat them as bananas.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: Almost All right, like- so there's my
1: mashed up bananas. I'm going to throw those in there. Okay, and then the next thing is uh, a third cup date sugar. And um, date sugar is a good option to just, you know, if you have a recipe that you're trying to make plant-based or veganize um, using date sugar instead of regular sugar, cane sugar, or even brown sugar. um, I haven't had any issues with doing that. It seems to work really well. And it's like very nice and powdery. All right. And then we're going to do the egg replacer. And the one that I use is just made by Bob's Red Mill. And it's actually pretty easy. You just use a tablespoon of it with two tablespoons of water. um, Mix that up and let it sit. And that's good for one egg uh, replacement. And so this recipe calls for two eggs. So we're going to do two tablespoons of this egg replacer powder with uh four tablespoons of water and then you mix it up really well and then let it sit for a minute so we'll do that uh there are other ways of replacing eggs as well um this is this is what i like to use for baking but um applesauce is actually a good replacer too so you could use applesauce if you don't have egg replacer
0: oh you wait so is instead of egg replacer interesting
1: yeah, um, I haven't used it for this recipe, but I imagine it would actually work out pretty well, especially since one of the options uh, for this recipe is to use apples as an ingredient. So I think it could mix in there nicely. But it does make me wonder the consistency, how it would turn out. All right, so we just want to mix that up really well. And it is pretty amazing that once you put this egg replacer powder with the water, you know, it's kind of watery at first, but then after you let it sit for a minute, it gets nice and thick. So it gives you kind of that egg, egg consistency.
0: Would a flax egg work? Asks Connie.
1: Uh, yeah, you could do that. Yeah, that's another great replacer because, you know, when you think about flax, uh, if you've ever used flax seeds and put them in water, soak them in water, they get kind of that like gummy kind of thick um, texture. Um, So that, absolutely, you could do that. Yeah, there are lots, I mean, you can just Google it. There are lots of replacements now for eggs that seem to work really well with, Uh, with baking. But yeah, flax, it's kind of the same idea as doing this. It's just something that can thicken up. Kind of work as a binder. Make sure it's nice and mixed. We'll let that sit. So again, we're replacing two eggs. All right, let that just sit for a minute. And then the next thing we're going to do is the baking powder. So that's a teaspoon of baking powder. And then we'll do a teaspoon of cinnamon and then a teaspoon of vanilla extract.
0: You recommend aluminum-free baking powder?
1: Um, I mean, I suppose you could. I I don't know that I necessarily recommend one way or the other. I certainly wouldn't want to be eating aluminum, though. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and then the the vanilla extract. So I'm actually using a vanilla powder. I know I've mentioned this before. It's just ground vanilla bean, uh,
0: and I really prefer that over the the liquid. I couldn't agree with you more.
1: So this is just going to be one teaspoon of that. It's just easier, too. You know, if you've used extract in the past, it's just... I don't know. It seems like it it's difficult to get it to stay mixed. And then the lid gets stuck on there. It's also difficult to pour without spilling it everywhere, so. And,
0: and I think it just burns off. I don't think you get that true vanilla flavor with extract.
1: Yeah, I, I noticed the same thing, that you get that, that true vanilla flavor much more with the powder. Uh, and then the recipe also calls for a half teaspoon of salt, which is optional. Um, I've made mine without, and they turn out great. Um, but you know, for people who are used to having a little bit of salt in something, uh, you know, can decide whether or not you wanna do that or not. And that is it. And then so we'll add in our egg. So I can show you real quick, that's thickened up really nicely. See how it's kind of gloopy.
0: Loopy, I love it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very technical term.
0: It's kind of like glucky, which is also a technical term.
1: (laughs) All right. And then we get to just mix all of that up. So this is another good recipe for kids. If you've got a kid who wants to learn to cook vegan foods, um, it's so easy because for the most part, you're just putting everything into one, uh, you know, one big bowl and, and mixing it up. So, I think it's a really good one for that. And then they get to see these yummy muffins that come out from their hard work. So you get that nice and mixed and then you'll want to fold in your apples or blueberries. And so I'm gonna do a half and half so it's kind of based on your preference, you could make a little bit of both or you could just make the one. Uh, so let's see here. And um, the recipe calls for a cup of fresh blueberries uh, or fresh apples. So you do, um, so you're gonna split this in half and then if you're gonna do it the way I'm doing it, uh, you know, do a half a cup of each into half of the, the mix so i'm just going to chop up my apple here and i chop up the apple just kind of in pieces that are similar I would, I would say to a blueberry so uh you don't want the pieces to be too big but i find that they cook up really nicely nice and soft
0: have you ever tried the envy apple what is it called the Envy Apple? It's such a delicious apple, E-N-V-Y. No, I have
1: not tried that.
0: Nan asks, I can't do dates with stevia work. I cannot stand the taste of stevia.
1: I know, I don't like the aftertaste of it.
0: Um, so bitter and it's so, I heard it's so bad for your gut microbiome. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: you it, might know, be, it could be sweet enough just with the bananas.
1: It could be actually, I think you could get away with trying it with because you're getting, I mean, it's two whole bananas. So you're getting a lot of sweetness. And then you're also getting the fruit in it. So if you do the apples, especially, um, those are quite sweet. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, you could just try it without. All right. So I'm just going to kind of split this up in half. as close to as I can, just eyeballing it. That's pretty good. Okay, so then we're going to do, we we'll do our half a cup of our apples. And then we'll just fold those in.
0: I bet a pear would be good if you didn't have an apple.
1: Yeah, actually, you know, the nice thing with this recipe is you really could um, kind of change it up that way, where the base is pretty simple, you know, oats and bananas, and um, it's already got that kind of natural sweetness to it. And then you can just add whatever fruit you like. I mean, I can imagine you could even do other berries. You know, you could do like a strawberry, so you get kind of that strawberry banana. But yeah, pears would be really good too. All right, so that's our apple. And then we'll do a half a cup of the blueberries. And, um, and I haven't tried, my sister said that she's done frozen blueberries and it worked out fine. Um, I used fresh and, and it was great. So I'm not sure what the difference would be if you tried to do frozen. Um,
0: when i use frozen i like to use the little wild ones better because i feel like they disperse better
1: that makes sense yeah and i love those little wild ones they're they're my favorite that's what i buy they've got them at trader joe's i know you go to trader joe's too
0: love trader joe's can't I live know. in a city can't live in a city without one
1: i know well i'm always so impressed because it feels like you're shopping somewhere fancy and then when you go to the checkout you can't believe how inexpensive your big haul is. Okay, so then we got our blueberries. So now what we'll do is put those into our muffin cups. And I think the recipe says that you end up doing about a third a cup in each. um, but you basically just, you know, split it up evenly. And even if it goes up above a little bit, because they don't really grow very much, um, you can really fill them up pretty well. Pretty high up above. I put this in the uh, the show notes as well, but I'm going to be speaking at a an event, a summit next weekend. Uh, so it's going to be January thirteenth. Uh, you know Linda Middlesworth.
0: Absolutely.
1: Yeah. So she's she's having me, uh, Dr. Neil Bernard, uh, and John Pierre, and it's going to be um, all about how to lose weight without dieting. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, so I put the link. It's a free event. So I put the link in the show notes so that if you're on YouTube you will be able to sign up for that
0: event. Right. And just guys, if you're watching, we stream at four platforms, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and now Instagram. So you do have to hop on over to YouTube and look right under the video and the show notes are under the video. You click more and they are clickable. So that link is right there. If you watch on YouTube, I can also put it in the chat feature so that it can be clickable there as well. Uh, Connie wanted to know if you were using rolled oats and what kind of oats you were using.
1: Um, You know, to be honest, I don't remember. Um, I want to say that they might be either the rolled or the steel cut. Yeah, I don't remember for sure. I don't think it really makes that big of a difference, but I would say probably the thicker uh, would make more sense to me because it's going to be baked. Um, not You don't need to do the quick oats. Uh, so something that's a little bit more hearty. The original recipe also calls for, um, I think it's toasted pecans. My sister actually has a nut allergy, so she, she can't do nuts, so she never made it with it. And I, I didn't add nuts to mine, um, but that would be another thing that if you wanted, especially with the apples, I think if you wanted to add some walnuts or something like that, um, maybe you could do that. But they're they're really good without Yeah, these are nice, too, because it it ends up making quite a bit. Um, You know, these are pretty big muffins. All right. So just kind of show you what they look like as they're going in. So right there, we've got our six blueberry on that side and then our uh, apple on the other side. And they're going in at 375. You'll want to cook them for about 25 minutes and then you want to make sure that um, if you use a toothpick down through the middle that it comes out clean and for me in utah uh, 25 minutes was perfect all right great so um I actually made another batch this morning. So uh, we can go through, I don't know if anyone has sent in any questions, but we can go through some questions and and then I'll show you what they look like when they're all done.
0: Absolutely. Well, I got one question and then if you guys have questions in the chat, please put them there. This is from Victoria. She said she really enjoyed your broadcast when you shared the products you like. If you haven't seen that, it's on this channel and I can also link to that where Dr. Davis showed many of her favorite products from skincare, to makeup, to to purses, to to kitchen tools. And she said, I like baby oil, but wonder, is it a good thing to use on my skin? If not, do you have a favorite body lotion cream that you would recommend I use?
1: So, um, you know, I I tend to shy away from using straight oil on skin. And the reason for that is, You know, I don't know that we really have good data on this, but we do have data on sunscreen. And we know that when you put sunscreen on, um, some of the ingredients in the sunscreen do end up in your bloodstream. Um, I've also had a couple of patients where they were eating a really, really healthy diet, um, but uh, actually not a couple of patients. One patient specifically, she was eating a really healthy diet and her cholesterol was high and she was slathering on coconut oil um, a couple of times a day. We had her stop that and her cholesterol improved. Now, was it, was it just that she stopped using the oil all over her skin all the time? Um, or was it something else? I don't know, but I tend to shy away from just really using a ton of oil all over your skin all the time. Um, and I think just using a, a regular lotion uh, is fine. Uh, and I would say as far as lotions go, um, one of the ones that I recently discovered is, is called farmhouse. And um it is a, it's kind of more of a specialty, uh, company, uh, you know, where you'll see their products and spas and things like that. But I really like it because they're very, uh, it's completely vegan. Uh, and in fact, they have some products that I think are called like, um, honey milk scrub, but the honey is, is actually made with dates. So it's not true honey. Um, and then the milk is, uh, I want to say some other plant plant-based thing. Uh, so But those are like really decadent, really heavy um, lotions. So I've been really enjoying those recently.
0: You know, Dr. Jessica Krant, our resident plant-based dermatologist from New York City yesterday said she does not recommend coconut oil on the skin because she said it was commodogenic.
1: Oh, interesting. So, what does that mean?
0: <laughs> like that, it can clog the. I think it means it can clog oh. the pores. But he said, she said, she does not recommend people use it.
1: Yeah. So, so it's probably comedogenic. I'm guessing means that it's because comedones are. It's like an acne. It's it's basically clogged pores. Uh, and so, yeah, if you're putting, I can imagine that that if you're putting a really thick layer of oil on your skin, it it doesn't allow your skin to really breathe. So I could I but could
0: she's, see that. But, she, but she's okay with petroleum jelly so maybe that's not oil.
1: Yeah, that might be a, maybe that's a little bit different than pure oil.
0: She but said that's... it was a beauty secret back in the day of the stars of yesteryear.
1: Oh, interesting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'll have to try it. The thing is is I sometimes I you know I don't want to get my pillow all sh- schmutzy. That's another word like gloppy <laughs> and glucky That not in the Okay, so here's a question from Lisa and she said Before I started following you, I was drinking, maybe she means me, but um, a homemade electrolyte water. I read about it and it's supposed to be very beneficial for women's health after menopause. I did see a huge improvement in my skin and ligaments. However, now that I know what I know about SOS, sugar oil salt, I stopped drinking it. In turn, my skin is not as plump and my ligaments, especially in my feet are not as pliable. My question is, can I go back to drinking my electrolyte water while being SOS compliant? I make it with two liters of spring water, half a teaspoon of new salt, half a teaspoon of Himalayan salt, one teaspoon cream of tartar. By the way, the person that suggested the electrolyte water is a natural bodybuilder and EMT. As she pointed out, the first they do when you enter an ER or picked up by an ambulance is to start an IV, which is sodium water. So I know nothing about this. I just drink pure water as Dr. Goldhammer recommends.
1: Yeah. So I would say um, drinking pure water uh, is what you should be doing most of the time. Um, You know, when you're talking about an IV, you've got to remember it's not that they're trying to pump you full of sodium and things like that. They're trying to match what is found in your bloodstream because they're trying to replace uh, fluid loss from your blood. And so this is the best match that we can get. So it's not necessarily that they're trying to give you all of these electrolytes. It's it's making sure that we're not just dumping a bunch of water into your bloodstream and then making you, you know, the, the sodium particles further apart and then possibly making you hyponatremic or low in sodium. So that, remember that the IV is really meant to just, be its best replacement for your blood as possible without giving you a blood transfusion. Um, So I don't usually recommend electrolyte water. Sometimes like if you're feeling sick and you're just not really eating very much or you're eating very little, sometimes um, I will recommend to people um, depending on who they are and what their illness is to maybe do a little bit of like vitamin type water that's just water with electrolytes put into it. Um, But For someone who's SOS-free, that's not necessarily something I would recommend. I do recommend, though, making sure that you're following with a doctor, getting those electrolytes tested in your labs, because I have seen some people where their sodium can get low um, if they're not making sure that they're getting those things in their diet.
0: Thank you. Uh, One of the Instagram viewers is asking, what sunscreen do you recommend?
1: Um. So good question, because I haven't had to wear it for a while now. I can't really think of the the name, but I'm wondering now, AJ, if, um, you know, maybe for one of my next episodes, say in April that we do another, my favorite vegan things and I'll make sure that I add that to it. Um, because I have a sunscreen that my son uses. Um, I basically, what it comes down to is I, I usually use mineral based sunscreens. Um, so, uh, you know, that's so that most of the protection is, is, through just minerals, which just, um, it's like a reflector. It reflects the sun using those minerals. Um, so, but I, I will, I'll think about maybe doing another episode because I know a few people have mentioned that, uh, on your other shows that they really liked that episode of the favorite vegan things.
0: Great. I loved it. Thank you. And mama of five boys says, can I use date syrup instead of date sugar?
1: You know, I don't know how it would turn out because that would just add in more liquid. Um, So the one that I'm using, it's a powdered date sugar. Uh, I think that you could probably make a replacement if you're just careful with the liquid ingredients and make sure that you're not adding extra liquid that could make them not turn out as well.
0: Nice. All right. Thank you. Um, (laughs) This is a question from Mark. And, you know, one of the things is, and and you can say this too, Dr. Davis, Dr. Krant always does that, that, you know, you're not dispensing medical advice. We put that in the disclaimer, at least on YouTube, where people can see the show notes. So I think he's trying to avoid a doctor visit, but she said, he said, excuse me, I would uh, want to know about a possible problem with fungus uh, he has toenail fungus, jockage and eczema on my face. It sounds like that needs, I mean, I don't know, can you diagnose something like that through telehealth? Cause you do do telehealth, which is a visual virtual appointment, right? Yeah,
1: sometimes you can do that through telehealth. Um, I would say uh, to me, it makes more sense to go into someone because especially if you think you have a fungus on your toes, uh, sometimes it's a good idea just to make sure that that's actually what's going on. There's not something else. and so when you go in in person, they can take a sample and take a look under a microscope and make sure that that's what we're dealing with. Um, Even with skin rashes, uh, you can take samples and and take a look so that you know that you're treating what it is that you should be treating. Um, But skin things like that, I tend to recommend that people go and see someone in person, Uh, which is why, you know, even, you know, for me, most of my business is doing telehealth doing lifestyle medicine through telehealth. But I definitely recommend that my patients all have someone that they can go see in person for exactly those types of things that come up.
0: Perfect. Absolutely. Actually, I have another question that was sent in, but I'm going to quickly check the chat. Uh, Okay. Uh, Melanie says, what is a good rate to increase MCHC that was a little low on lab work? I'm not sure what MCHC is, so maybe you can tell our viewers.
1: Yeah, so that's, um, you know, that is something that shows up in your um, complete blood count, CBC, uh, and it's really just a marker of the size of your red blood cells. So sometimes she's saying that it's high or it's elevated.
0: Yes. Uh, okay. that, how do we, oh, so, oh, wait, is she wanting yeah. to increase it or decrease it? Uh, where did it go? Um... Yeah, it helps when you put four. What is a good way to increase it? It was low on lab work.
1: Oh, increase it, okay. So then that, what that says is that, you know, and, and again, not medical advice because I don't know what the rest of her labs look like. I don't, I don't know any of her history, um, but sometimes if your cells are smaller, so the MCHC might show that your cells are a little bit on the small side. Of course, if it's in the normal range, then it's not a concern necessarily but if it's below the normal range, sometimes that can be a deficiency that can cause your cells to shrink a little bit. And one of the main ones is iron deficiency. Um, you can also have the opposite where your cells can get bigger um, based on a deficiency. And a lot of times that's maybe B12 deficiency or folate deficiency. Um, you know, it really kind of depends on the whole picture, the history and then the rest of the labs. Um, but but that's kind of the general, general, um, you know, what I think of initially when I'm thinking about red blood cell size. But I would just talk to your doctor about your lab results, um, you know, and if you have any symptoms or anything like that, uh, and then go from there. Because if if your cells are too small, then you definitely want to talk to a doctor about that. Because there's so many different things that can be causing that.
0: Great, thank you. This is from Olga. What are your thoughts on nutrition during pregnancy, especially breastfeeding and young children. I'm brand new to this way of eating and currently breastfeeding. There's so much conflicting information out there. Do young children and breastfeeding women need more fat and protein than other times in life? Boy, I w- this would have been a great question. Not that you can't answer it, but Dr. McDougall wrote a wonderful book on women's health. And I believe the chapter four is is about that. And he, he always says they're not special, meaning not that they're not special, but you know what I mean, right? That yeah. they-
1: Well, and they, you know, they've done studies where they've looked at breast milk from women that have totally different diets. And it turns out the breast milk has pretty much the same composition, no matter what your diet is. Now, of course, you know, it's, your body is going to make that breast milk that's perfect for your baby. But if you're not eating a healthy diet yourself, you're going to take all those nutrients, put it into your breast milk, and then you're not left with a really good, um, you know, nutrition profile for yourself. So I usually recommend just making sure like, it's the same recommendation I give for most people. It's just a really healthy whole food plant-based diet. I wouldn't say that you necessarily need to eat extra fat or protein, um, but you want to listen to your body. So if you're hungry more often, which I know when I was breastfeeding, I was hungry a lot. I ate food because I was hungry. So I ended up probably taking in more calories just because I listened to my body. I would eat when I was hungry, and I would stop when I was comfortably full. Um, I wouldn't restrict myself. Um, so that's another part of this is just being really mindful. Um, you know, when you're not breastfeeding, you're not going to be as hungry all the time. Uh, so you're probably going to take in fewer calories. So just being aware of that. It's not necessarily that you have to eat different foods, but just listen to your body. Eat a healthy, whole food, plant-based diet.
0: Great, thank you. Were you um, you were were you already vegan when you had Augie and were pregnant? I was,
1: yeah. He's made a vegan too. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: is funny. Wow. Yeah,
1: and I had a really, I had a fantastic pregnancy. Um, you know, loved loved every moment of it. Actually, uh, I never got to the point where I got sick of being pregnant, which my midwife said that you are a first. <laughs> Uh, but I really loved it. I had, um, you know, after I gave birth, everything really went well. He was very healthy. Um, breastfeeding was no issue. Uh, and and I did that all on a completely whole food, plant-based, plant-exclusive diet. It worked really well for me.
0: Nice. So you didn't automatically like up your fat intake when he was born, even though you were breastfeeding? Nope. Nope.
1: Okay. But I definitely got hungry. I, I remember being hungry a lot. <laughs> ah. I just ate more food.
0: Yeah. Nice. Okay. So this question is from Jackie. (laughs) I know how important strength training is when your age. Um, and I guess, I don't know if she means your age, maybe she means my age or her age, but I'm not sure what is enough weight we should be lifting. I'm a 62 year old active female is lifting 10 pounds of weight enough.
1: Mm. Well, this is going to be totally dependent on the person. So I think if you're starting a new program where you're wanting to get in more strength training, it might be worth going and just working with a personal trainer, even if you only go once or twice, getting a good regimen and coming up with a plan so that you can do that yourself if you don't want to be paying someone um, to see someone all the time. Um, But I do think it's important that you're making sure that you're not overdoing it because some, some people in their 60s can lift a lot, and then other people in their 60s. You need to start out really slow and low and and can't do as much. So um, so I think having somebody who can help you come up with a program and a plan uh, would be good. But strength training absolutely is is a really good form of exercise as you get older to help with not only muscle strength but also your bones, bone density.
0: Thank you. Do you do any? I don't. I guilty, guilty is charged. <laughs>
1: I do some, um, I will say that most of what I do is, is walking. Um, but I like to wear a weighted vest, um, that, that helps kind of put more, you know, more weight on my bones. Um, I, I do a little bit of strength training, but not as probably not as much as I should as well.
0: Thank you. Um, uh, do you know anything? I don't know if, uh, have you ever heard of sp- powdered citric acid made from a strain of the black mold Aspergillus niger as a salt-free seasoning? Have you ever, I've never heard of that, so.
1: I have not, that's new to me.
0: Okay, so then I can't ask this question, but uh, is a person asking about citric acid and if it's bad or, I don't mm. know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know.
1: I mean, I tend to, I tend to say, you know, if it's something that's natural, like the sumac berries, right? That's something that's naturally you're just grinding up. Um, it's, it's more of a whole food. If you can use something that's just, it hasn't been highly processed or it's something that's been, you know, some, sometimes processing isn't about just making it become a different form, but it's also, you're taking something away. So like olive oil is processed because it's, it's removing the fat from the olive and leaving the fiber and a lot of the nutrients, um, in the all of itself, and you're taking away that part. So, if you're taking just citric acid from something, then it's it's going to be a more processed component. So, if you, it's it's better to find something that is just more in its whole form that has been minimally processed.
0: Great, thank you. All right, you know, um, hmm, this is sort of an interesting question uh, from Linda. Okay, Um, what strategies do you have that would help food addicts adhere to a whole food plant-based diet? For me, adherence is the hardest part. It's not that I don't like the health-sustaining foods. I do. I love vegetables, legumes, starches, and fruits. The hard part is not eating the other foods we grew up loving, the treats, the treat outings, the usual places and usual subjects that made our days fun and now make them so hard to resist. You should take my upcoming reboot program. We talk a lot about that, but what would you say to that?
1: Well, I would say what you already said, do your reboot (laughs) program, but also it's important to have someone who understands what it is like to have a food addiction. It's not as easy as having a tobacco addiction, right? Because the goal is that you just stop using tobacco with food. You can't stop eating food. So it's a, it's a much more complex issue. And when I have patients who have food addiction issues, I recommend that they talk to someone who is licensed and you know, a psychologist, um, a therapist who understands uh, what it is like and, and how to help you get through that. There's only so much that I can do um, in those cases. And I, I really do think that having someone, uh, a professional who can work you through that because it's complicated. It's hard. Um, it's It's not an easy thing to overcome.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Let's see. You know, while I'm looking for more questions, maybe you can talk about your work at at Love Life Telehealth, what states you see people in, how you see people, how often you see people, things like that.
1: Absolutely. And then, um, and then I've got my, my muffins that I made this morning that are ready to show so we can do that as well. Um, So I am, so I'm licensed as a a family medicine doctor, um, but I'm also boarded in lifestyle medicine. So What I do through love life telehealth, so it's love.life slash telehealth is the website. But what I do through them is is lifestyle medicine consults. So I will see people uh, from uh, the gamut. You know, I've got people who are already eating a completely low fat plant exclusive diet. uh, And then I've got the other side where I've got people who are eating a standard American diet and just heard about this and they wanna give it a go and see if they can get off medications. Um, So I, and then everybody in between that Um, people with really complicated medical histories and then people who are already pretty healthy and just want to have somebody who's supportive and and help them determine what labs to get every year. Uh, So I do that. I also, like I mentioned earlier, I recommend that all of my patients still have a, a primary provider that they can see in person because you can do a lot through telehealth, but you can't do everything. And especially if you have acute things come up where you're ill um, and you need more help, you need somebody to be able to listen to your heart, listen to your lungs, look down your throat. Um, you need to have somebody that you can see in person. But uh, you know, between me and all of the other doctors at Love Life, uh, you know, we cover most of all the states in um, the United States. And then we can also see people internationally. And, uh, and it's a really, it's really great. We can see people for either 60 minutes or 30 minutes. So you get that huge amount of time with us. Uh, we don't take insurance. Um, so it is cash pay only, but a lot of my patients will use their health savings account. Um, I actually have had some people submit, well, we, we can give you a super bill that you can submit to your insurance and try to get some reimbursement. And some people have had, had success with that. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so it's lifestyle medicine. In most states and uh, if you just go to the website you can look to see which providers cover not only your state but whether or not you have medicare or not also matters Uh, so you go onto the website and you can take a look and look at our bios and then determine from there if you need to make a choice between doctors uh, who you want to see
0: here's a question from an instagram viewer can do you recommend cast iron or stainless steel for no or low oil cooking
1: um, so I use ceramic. Um, so I would say um, either can be used. Uh, it kind of depends on, you know, you have to change kind of the way that you cook. So if you're doing like a stainless steel, uh, you know, it needs to be really hot. And the way that you can test that is by putting a, a drop of water and making sure that it rolls around uh, on the hot surface. Uh, but I tend to use that, like a nonstick ceramic. Uh, and that's what I've really liked using. The other thing is, so for instance, I'll make hash browns. Hash browns, you know, are, are known to stick if you're not careful. And a lot of people use oil to make hash browns. Um, but on my pan, I just, I cover it. You know, you make sure that the, that the hash browns are on there very evenly distributed. And then you have to let it sit and cook. If you move it too quickly, that's when things can get kind of gummy and then stick. But if you let it sit and really brown up, then you just have to flip it once and then let it brown up on the other side. And it's fabulous. So some of this is also just learning, learning how to cook oil-free. And I'm sure, Chef AJ, you've got courses where you teach people about that.
0: Well, absolutely. Videos, it's it's really not that hard at all, you know? Yeah. That's great. Here we go. Um, there's a question. Uh, do you see any women in menopause, asks Marley. I do.
1: Absolutely, all the time. Yeah, and I, I have people who are uh, you know, want to talk about medications or they want to talk about lifestyle changes. They want to talk about what foods. So there are lots of different aspects of menopause and whether or not you're having menopausal symptoms, or you're just talking about your general health after menopause, you know, you're at increased risk of having lower bone density and things like that. So yeah, there's lots of things that we can discuss and, uh, you know, you take it on a case by case basis. Everyone wants something a little bit different. So I, I, I love talking through all those things with people.
0: Thank you. Oh, there's somebody watching. I think you might've heard of him. He's wishing you a happy new year and me. His name is Anthony Maciello. Hi, Anthony. Oh, How
1: are you? Anthony. So he's one of the co-founders of what was plant-based telehealth, uh, which was acquired by Love Life Telehealth. Um, so glad to have him on and thank you for watching, Anthony.
0: Yeah, we got a lot, Anthony. A lot of your doctors have regular shows on this network. Uh, t- actually, tomorrow is Colin Zoo for the Culinary Medical med- Medicine Show. So, you did very well. I don't, um, I don't know if you can answer this, but um, Nanette says, "What's the best way to deal with trigger finger?" Oh, go see somebody. <laughs> yeah, like a, like a hand doctor. That's one of the you gotta ways- see a hand doctor. I, I had it real. It's well, I had trigger thumb, and it's horrible when you're right-handed because for months I, you know, I had to wear a brace, and I. That's when I got really lazy and started using things like pre-chopped onion and you know, cabbage and carrots. And now I continue that because when when you're in the thing, you you know, I couldn't use my right hand, and so that's why weightlifting and stuff is always such a problem for me because I don't want to like re-injure it, you know.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Yep. Oh, I hear. I hear a little beep.
1: Yeah, well gosh, I didn't think we'd have enough time to be able to, but the good thing is that now we can see what they look like when when um you know they've cooled and they're out of the silicone. But I will pull these out so you guys can see. Grab another. And they smell amazing.
0: You have to cool them before you take them out. This is advice from a former pastry chef, guys. People tend to rush, you know, and and the thing is, it doesn't matter if it's vegan baking or not. You've got to take the time to let things cool. And that's how they come out perfectly. Yeah,
1: yeah. So here's what they look like. So you see they've grown a little bit, but, oh, don't this look so good? Apples on one side and then the blueberry ones on the other. So, yeah, these are, it's, I mean, and they're still filling too. And then I will show you what they ended up looking like. Uh, so, and I think the recipe says that you want to let them sit for 10 minutes to cool and then you can pop them out um, and, then let, and then you can serve them when they're warm or uh, when they're room temperature.
0: It's so much easier to clean up when you don't use oil, isn't it? Yes. yes.
1: All right. Yes. So here's what they end up looking like. Aren't those lovely? So we've got, this is the apple one. Sorry, I'm trying to make sure I'm, so it's just got those nice apple pieces in it. But, you know, they're, they're hearty. And then this is a, this is one of the blueberry. But yeah, they are, they are just delicious. And are they you... come out no problem from that silicone. I don't you... need to use paper or cups or anything like that.
0: Right. And you don't have to waste paper. Are you going to be making those on your Belize retreat, which I think it's full now, isn't
1: it? It is. It got booked up. So, um, I, you know, I don't, I guess we could make these, um, you know, Naomi who owns the retreat center, she's got her own recipes that she uses for it. Um, but this would be another easy thing that we could make while we're there. So we'll see.
0: Are you guys going to be cooking all your meals together every day?
1: Yes. Yep. Yeah. So it's, it's really a cooking and adventure retreat. So you get to not only cook together, which is building, uh, you know, relationships and community, um, but also helping give you real tools that you can bring back with you, so that you feel more comfortable in the kitchen and more comfortable just, you know, making these kinds of meals that are delicious um, and and healthy. Uh, And then on top of that, then we get to go adventuring and doing lots of fun things like snorkeling and river tubing and hiking to the waterfalls. So it's gonna be a really fun retreat. Uh, It is completely booked up, but I'm talking to my mom who lives in Southern Utah and we are talking about maybe doing a retreat in Southern Utah for the next one. Uh, So it'll be in the States, which in Southern Utah, it's uh, pretty close to Las Vegas. So that would be where people could fly into Vegas. Uh, But yeah, so hopefully that'll be something that that we'll do maybe later this year or early next year.
0: Well, if you ever decide to do one in the Sacramento area, I'll help you.
1: (laughs) I would love that. I will take you
0: up on that. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Rebecca says, do you have thoughts on treating minor colds with raw garlic, raw honey if you're not vegan, fresh ginger and turmeric?
1: So... I will be honest. Um, I tend to be very, very simple with with illnesses like that. If it's a very minor cold, you know, I really like to just kind of listen to your body. You know, relax, take it easy, make sure you're drinking fluids. Um, but adding in a lot of those extra things, I mean, I can see the the reasoning behind it because, you know, okay, so ginger could possibly be helpful if you're a little bit nauseated. Um, turmeric is an anti-inflammatory. Um, You know, so I can see why you think that you wanna add in all those things, but I'll say, I never do that stuff. I just listen to my body. I just make sure that I'm staying hydrated, that I'm relaxing and resting. Um, Your body is really good at healing itself. And so just making sure that you're drinking water and eating healthy foods, you don't need to really do anything extra besides that, in my opinion.
0: Nice. Okay, here's a question. Do you think that eating a more alkaline diet does help for bone health, asks Marley.
1: Uh, We know that it does actually. So we know that if you're eating a diet um, that is more acidic that your body will take calcium from your bones because it's a positive charge um, and buffer that acid. So having a diet that's more alkaline so that your body doesn't have to take calcium from your bones Uh, makes a lot of sense. And I think that that's why we see that in countries where they eat a lot of meat and and dairy, uh, that we end up seeing more rates of osteoporosis or low bone density um, than in places where they eat more plant foods, which end up being more alkaline.
0: Thanks. And here's a question on cookware from Rebecca. My, My La Crusette has about 10 chips in the bottom. Do I need to throw it out? I don't know what it's made of. Do you know what it's made of?
1: I don't. I don't know if that's a ceramic one. I think it might be. Um, But that would be something that I would ask the manufacturer. (laughs) I'm not really sure.
0: I would probably do it, though. I mean, I just, just, that's just me. But, you know, I'd rather err on the side of caution. I know.
1: And especially if you're using something that is prone to chip like that, you never know where those chips go. (laughs) Did they end up getting into your food? Uh, so maybe finding something that isn't
0: likely to chip. You know, I make a muffin. I've made it for years. It forks over knives. One of the first recipes they publish is called just banana muffins for people that are worried about using dates or date sugar or date syrup and don't want to have to resort to like the fake stuff like stevia. And I keep them in the fridge or in the freezer, excuse me. And like, if I want a quick snack, what I'll do is I'll take it out and I'll 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 either defrost it on the counter or maybe microwave it. And then I'll cut it in half and I'll like toast it. And I'll put some fruit, sweet, and jam on it. And it's yummy. Ooh, I might have
1: to try that with these. I think it's that's really so- good.
0: It's actually really good. And yeah. I like to do that. Okay. Um, Anthony says, not not the Anthony Masiello <laughs> note, or an Anthony. I mean, because this would be funny if, if it was the other Anthony saying it. <laughs> unless maybe he does drink coffee. He said, I'm committing to a whole food plant-based diet this new year. Well, congrats, Anthony. What is your advice on stopping coffee?
1: So. Um- You know it's it's interesting because um i think a few years ago i i did a really deep dive into the the data that we have on coffee because there are lots of studies some that say you know coffee's not good others that say coffee's great um it turns out you know that coffee so it's it's from a bean that actually has a lot of antioxidants in it um, and it's actually one of the best ways that people get antioxidants in the country, unfortunately, because they're not eating the blueberries, um, you know, or the blackberries that they should be. So they're getting a lot of that from the coffee. Um, from what I know and the data that I've seen, it seems like as long as you're not overdoing it with coffee, meaning, you know, over six to eight cups a day, that it's actually can um, be beneficial for your health and, and you can live longer. So I personally have my daily cup of coffee and I love it. And I know, um, other people just choose not to have it. Um, and I think that you could go either way. I wouldn't ever say that you need to start it certainly. Um, but if you're looking to have something, you know, green tea is another good option that has less caffeine in it, but also a lot of good antioxidants in it. Um, so if you, if you really like to have a, a warm, you know, something warm to drink in the morning, you could either do, if you don't want caffeine, you know, it, Decaffeinated tea um, or decaf tea. Uh, but if you like to have your morning coffee, I see n- nothing wrong with that, as long as you're not just having cup after cup after cup all day long. Um, and then the other thing to think about, uh, which I deal a lot with with my patients, is sleep. Um, so if you're having issues with sleep, you just want to be really careful that you're not having caffeine too late in the day. Um, so I think for most people, stopping around noon um, seems to be okay. But if you're still struggling with sleep, it's worth looking into,
0: right? But the question was how to stop.
1: Well, so is he wanting to stop, or he's saying that should well,
0: he stop? No, the question was how to stop. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. People hear what they want to hear when they have the habit that's actually being discussed now, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just teasing. Well, I you. thought he was saying that he
1: that he what he was wondering if he should stop if it was something that would be recommended. But if you're looking to stop coffee. Um, you know, you're going to go through some withdrawals. Um, So it's very typical to have headaches uh, if you stop drinking coffee. Uh, So just taking it down slowly. So if you have a few cups a day, then you just want to decrease it down slowly over time um, until you stop. Um, But it is a habit. So it takes some time to get used to having a new habit. And sometimes having a replacement for that is helpful. So if you're trying to stop that, having something else that you can go to so whether that's a, a decaf tea in the morning so you're still drinking something that's hot so that that habit is has now been replaced by something else that's what I would recommend
0: yeah so a lot of people believe it or not go to the true North Health Center and fast to get over that more quickly you know without you know, and it's not that there's not a detox and rebound headaches but I've, I've seen a lot of people do that there you know
1: yeah yeah definitely
0: yep that's good okay da, 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 da. people are asking what the best cookware is I, I i feel like like you said either the ceramic that you use or stainless steel yeah
1: yep i agree
0: yeah the because ceramic
1: is nice because it's already you know nonstick stainless oh. steel you need to be a little bit careful
0: yeah. Karen is saying La Crusette is cast iron. So we know that if a oh. pan is Teflon and it's chipped, you shouldn't use it. But I don't know much about cast iron.
1: I don't either. Yeah. But I, I would say in general, having a chipped pot or pan is probably not a good thing.
0: Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, some of these are, look more like statements than questions. Uh, Jesse comments, Coffee's only good if you're on a bad diet. That's funny, Jesse. <laughs> does oh uh, um well you'll find out next month for sure gina but uh she wants to know does augie still like to wear his hair long
1: he does yep yeah it's it's longer than mine now now that i cut mine uh but yeah he still loves it
0: nice well you're you're in a cold climate so yeah but uh That's um right now one of the Instagram viewers is asking if you have ever heard of mushroom coffee and what do you think about it.
1: I have heard of it. I haven't tried it. Yeah. So I'd be I'd be curious to hear what other people think of it if it's any good. But okay. my my is that it's just it's mushrooms. It's like a mushroom powder. I think that you end up using just like you would regular coffee grounds, um, but then without the caffeine. And it, I, I've heard that it tastes pretty similar to regular coffee.
0: Well, if people are really drinking it for the taste and not just for the addictive qualities of the caffeine, I like, say and it's, it's made out of literally just one ingredient, organic brown rice. I, I mean, I don't, I don't use coffee, but it tastes exactly like it. So I use it in recipes where I'm trying to get a coffee flavor.
1: Oh, interesting. Yeah.
0: That's yeah. he makes uh, decaffeinated green tea. Scout would like to know how well does Parkinson's respond to whole food plant based?
1: Oh boy. That is an excellent question. Um, you know, there's not a lot of data yet because, um, you know, that's, that's tricky. Um, you know, we have medications that can help kind of s- slow the progression of the disease. Um, but, we are, we are needing data that shows that a whole food plant-based diet can help with possible regression. And we will see, I know that there are some studies that are happening right now, um, not necessarily with Parkinson's, but with dementia, Alzheimer's, uh, where they're looking at a plant-based diet and whether or not it can help with, um, either stopping the disease process or reversing it. So I think that's still to come.
0: Yeah, I've seen some patients at True North that, uh, that were uh, that had that so anyway well thanks Dr. Davis this was a lot of fun we look forward to having you back next month with your son Augie doing some kid-friendly cooking that'll be well cool. that'll
1: yeah not next month but it'll be the week the month after because next month February
0: oh, oh that's right sorry I'm getting ahead of myself that's right I, know. I just- I'm already, it's cause my birthday's March. I'm already thinking, Hey, when is March <laughs> next month? So you'll be on before Super Bowl So that's yeah. a hint right there. What you can make. Maybe we'll do some dips,
1: some chips and, and dips.
0: Yum. Uh, people are saying that they think mushroom coffee may be loaded with oil. I don't know anything about it. So oh, maybe check care. it out. If that is a few people have mentioned that in the chat. Mm. So yeah. I, I don't know anything about it. I just drink. I only drink two things. I drink water and I drink what I'm drinking now, which is hot liquor, leftover broth from steaming the breakfast screens. And it's delicious.
1: Oh, I love that you do that. I think that's so smart.
0: Yeah. It just, it gives me the same booth. Once in a while, like on New Year's Eve, we had some Martinelli's, you know, which is, you know, yeah. But, but for the most part, I think we're meant to drink water. Uh, one of the viewers is saying, but which ceramic cookware do you recommend?
1: Well, um, so I don't know all the brands out there, but the one that I just happen to have is called Scanpan.
0: That's what Mary McDougall uses too.
1: Yeah, I, I think that that's probably how I heard about it. You know, I've been an avid McDougall fan for a very long time, so.
0: Yeah, you did an internship with him, right? And also won at True North.
1: I did. Yeah, very lucky that I got to do
0: those. How fun is that? So um, the recipe called for oats. Is it steel cut oats or some other kind?
1: Yeah, I think it could be steel cut. It could be rolled oats. Probably those two would be the best. Um, You wouldn't want to use the whole oat groat. And then I don't think that you would want to use the quick oats either. So steel cut oats or rolled oats would be fine.
0: Sounds good. Well, thanks so much, Dr. Davis, and we'll see you back here the first Friday of February. Sounds great. Nice to see you as always. Thanks. Thanks so much for watching another episode of Chef AJ Live. Please come back tomorrow at 9 a.m. Pacific time for Dr. Colin Zhu. And let's see, he is going to be talking about a timely topic, which is weight loss. Thanks everyone for watching. Bye-bye.